0: And welcome back to Talking Talmud. I'm Anne Gordon here with my friend Anne Chavrita Yardena Ozband, our daf of the day, Masacher Rosh Hashanah, daf kaf, page 20. So, what I'd like to talk about today is about, I'd like to say it's about halfway through Ahmed Alf, but it's not. Ahmed Alf is long, so it's more like a third or a quarter of the way down from uh, the top of Ahmed Alf. We have a story of the travel between Eretz Yisrael and Bavel and how this connects, of course, to Rosh Chodesh and the leap year. Ula, amar. Ula came from Eretz Yisrael to, to, to Babel, to Babylonia, meaning he he went back and forth. I mean, I think he went back and forth a fair bit. Um, and so in Bavel, Ibruhal Elul, they said this. He said that he's telling them in Bavel that this year they added an extra day to the month of Elul. Amar Ula. He went on, meaning it's still Ula talking. Yadi mativuta avdinan So first of all, we switch to Aramaic, which we like to note. I mean, it makes sense. They're in Babylonia, that they would be speaking in the lingua franca of Aramaic. He says, "Do the people in Bavel understand how we helped them, the tivuta, the favor that we did for them? Namely, they pushed off Rosh Hashanah for a day, and the reason they would do that is so that the so that Yantif would not occur. It would not fold out." Um, next to Shabbos. That's the way the calendar worked out that year. Meaning that's that's the details that you have to look in the commentaries or the translations or whatever that it fills in. The Gemara itself just says, Mati vuta of dinan bahadaihu. That this is what they've done. Tivuta. So here we get a little bit more of the discussion of why this is a benefit, right? What's the big deal of having a weekday between Shabbat and Chag? Meaning why not have them all together? Ula amar mishum. Yarkaya yarkaya here means vegetables I meaning if you're going to talk about uh, an era pre-refrigeration and so you're going to have picked your vegetables for 2 days beforehand like that's not a yummy way to go into yontif right vavakher fenina amar mishum mataya so vavakher fenina says forget the vegetables think about anybody who has died and then you have you're not just waiting through the one day to bury people but you've got two days, you know, it's going to be an extra two days to to wait and think about that kind of um, grisly decomposition issue, make sure to have that extra day. The Gemara then asks, Ma what's the difference between these two concerns? Meaning, obviously, you know, tangibly there's a big difference, but from a philosophical or a halachic position, what's the difference? Yeah. So the Gemara says the main big difference here is if Yom Kippur would fall directly after Shabbat, because then you would still have the dead reason, right? Meaning anybody who's unburied is still going to be equally unburied. But the vegetable issue is not such an issue because there's no vegetables, you know. <laughs> vegetables are not part of Yom Kippur. We would still have that extra day for Elo, for the sake of the, for the decomposition. Why would you need vegetables? orta, lo orta meaning you wait until the the after Yom Kippur and then you'll go get vegetables. You know, after the fast. Don't worry about. You wouldn't worry about adding an extra day to Elo for the sake of Yom Kippur, for the sake of the vegetables, only for the sake of the decomposition. And then the Gemara asks, Lamanda armar la But according to the person who says that the reason is because of the vegetables, so then you should still make will you know, have that extra day because of the decomposition, because meaning you can have both reasons, right? As far as that goes. Ella, meaning, so the fact that you don't need the vegetables, that you don't need the vegetables for Yom Kippur, doesn't mean that you shouldn't add in the day, like at all, because so you have an extra reason, which is the decomposition, even if your main goal, your main concern was the vegetables. So the Gemara says instead, La abri, mishu. But I'm sorry. So the, really you've got another practical difference to look at that, namely when you have Rosh Hashanah that occurs next to Shabbat, right? Whether you have whether it says before or after. Rosh Hashanah that's right next to we nowadays we call that a three day right? But it wouldn't be that back in the day, it would only be two. Manda So in that case, you would say the people who are concerned about the vegetables, you know, being not fresh. So then, of course, you want to have that extra day in Elo to make sure that you have that Sunday, let's say from Shabbat to to Sunday night to have fresh vegetables. Or alternatively from Thursday, then you would have Friday off as a whole day to get vegetables for Shabbat. But then according to the person who says the reason is because of the dead being unburied, not yet buried, then you don't have any concern because if it went Shabbat to Yantif, then you can you can make sure that the non Jews will bury the, the dead on Yantif, which is permitted, meaning to have non Jewish uh, workers, whatever, step in to help with the burial on Yantif is acceptable. <inaudible> So then again, the Gemara says, but according to the one who says that the whole reason is because of the, the decomposition, we should still add in an extra day in Elul because of the vegetables. I mean, we've got the exact parallel Gemara rationale as we saw before that whichever whichever ikad whichever manda Mars, whichever, what's the phrase I want? Practical difference between the two cases, you can read both back in to say you could still add a day to Elul because of the vegetables, meaning not because of the decomposition, but it's not the it's not that that's not important. It's important, but you can still come back to to deal with the vegetables. And the Gemara says, no, Efshar You can soak the vegetables in hot water, um, so that the same way that it says Efshar you can deal with the the dead, the decomposition issue by having Amame, Gentiles, meaning nations of the world come to deal with the dead, here you can say well, Efshar in hot water you can fix the vegetables, you can make them fresher, and then you wouldn't need that extra day of elo to separate between Chag and Shabbat. And then lastly, the Gemara asks, If so, then what's the difference? Maishna What's the difference for us? What does that mean for us? For the people who live in Bavel as compared to the people who live in Eretz Yisrael. Afilu ledidhu nami. So then the question says, well, also for them. We have to worry about what's going what's to work for them as well. I meaning, because keep in mind, Ula's comment at the beginning was how grateful the Babylonians should be about the extra day in Elul that's good for them, with the implication that the people in Eretz Yisrael don't need it. lo So the Gemara says for, for us, meaning for those of us in Babylonia, where the weather is very hot... Right. So then we're concerned that's where they're going to be more concerned, both about the vegetables and about decomposition, as opposed to. And this is a crazy sentence to me for the people in it to show where the weather is not as hot. And again, I'm thinking, what? But still, the weather is not as hot. So then they're not so worried about two days. It's OK. The real need for it turns out to be in the yet hotter terrain of Bavel, which I really had never thought about the fact that there was a difference in temperature. I we I guess I've thought about the fact that there's a difference in rainy season, right? How how early does the rain begin in Bavel as compared to Eretz Israel? Because that's where we have not When we switch from to say right, the date of that is different if you're in Israel or if you're in the diaspora, because you follow the diaspora follows Bavel to December fourth, right, as opposed to um, Israel, which is Zion Cheshvan, which is much earlier you know, in terms of when you're already asking for rain. But I hadn't ever thought about it in terms of a temperature difference. So the idea that you have a halachic, I don't know, halachic wiggle room to add in this extra day for the sake of external concerns that really have to do with the well-being of the people, right? In terms of whether it's their food or whether it's the pervasive smell around them, nobody is saying in terms of kavod hamate, right? This discussion is about simply the experience of it And the fact that it's not pleasant, neither of these experiences, meaning, you know, limp vegetables and also lehavdil, I suppose, uh, decomposing bodies, neither of them is going to be a comfortable, pleasant experience for either Yantaf Shabbos, whichever it's going to be. And the gemara is very attuned to that, and the people were very attuned to that for the sake of adding in a whole extra day on an Elul where maybe it wouldn't have needed it at least not for Eretz Yisrael, but in Bavel they did. So then they did. And by the way, that's what we have as well.
1: So I think one of the themes of this tap, and I don't know that we're going to get to reading uh, the, that section on, on, the, on Ahmed Bet, is, you know, differences between Eretz Yisrael and, and, and Bavel. And they even get into a thing, not just about the seasons, but even about how, um, you know, how the moon appears differently uh, in Bavel. Um, so, you know, it's it's the Keresh thing is not so simple um, and and how holidays are celebrated are not so simple because you're doing it sort of throughout, you know, worldwide. But there are differences with locations, um, you know, seasons, how the moon is seen. And so we're seeing some of this come up in, in, in these Um, I'm going to go on to a another interesting part, which is about sort of what we do with these witnesses. And this is going to get. Discussed a little bit more, um, and so the question is, you know, basically they're, um, well, well, they're in the middle of a we dis- We'll start at this part. Rabbi Levi, <inaudible> Rabbi Levi says the following: We intimidate witnesses. <inaudible> Over a new moon that was basically seen in its time, in order to make the outgoing month full. Okay. So basically what we say is, is, that if we have witnesses who come to testify on the 30th day that they saw the new moon, right, we sort of get them not to testify so that we can make the previous month actually full. And therefore, the Kereshah Chodesh doesn't take place until the 31st day. Um, so think about what that's saying. In other words, doesn't that undermine the entire process if we're going to say that we actually, um, uh, that we actually, you know, intimidate witnesses. Um, but we do not intimidate the witnesses over a new moon that was not sighted or was not seen in its time in order to sanctify, uh, you know, to be Makadish the month basically on the 30th day. So let's say the moon isn't sighted yet and we want to end the month so that Yom Kippur will not be next to Shabbat, right? We don't intimidate the witnesses to make them, you know, testify in a way that they saw the moon. Okay. So in other words, some of this is, there's a sensitivity to they sometimes want to fix when the holidays are going to fall out a little bit, but that you wouldn't do. So in other words, if you're trying to just do it so that Shabbat and Yom Kippur don't fall out next to each other, that you shouldn't do. Um, but, but the whole concept of this is interesting. So then the Gemara says, Amy, right. Is it really so that we don't intimidate witnesses basically? Okay. But Rabbi He let them know that all the days of Rabbi Yochanan he would following. Right, we intimidate witnesses. Over a new moon that was not seen in its time, in order to be the month on the thirtieth even though they didn't see the moon, they should say, we saw it. Okay, so think about what this statement of Rabbi Yochanan is saying. Rabbi Yochanan is basically saying that we basically tell witnesses to lie, right? Like that, that's what we're sort of saying. And and also, are we selecting or choosing Adim who we think can lie? Um, and so... You know, some of the, Rabbeinu Hanano apparently says that what the Gemara is talking about is witnesses who came to testify that they saw the, the moon, but maybe now they're having second thoughts that maybe they didn't actually see it. So we, we want to, you know, so maybe it's better for us to sort of get them to say like, they didn't actually see it, but, but this is, you know, it, it, this is a confusing, this is an interesting concept here. So then he goes on to say, right? FLP, right? We tell, we tell, sorry. So then the Gemara goes on. How do they answer this? Amar Lokasha, This isn't a difficulty. Hab Nisan v'Tishrei. This view of Rabbi Yochanan only is about the month of Nisan and Tishrei, right? That we can basically be makadesh a month early if there's a need because of the festivals. Hab the But the statement of Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi is that when we say we don't intimidate witnesses to testify earlier. Is talking about the other months because, in other words, the other months it doesn't have as much of an impact. Nisan and Tishrei, it's very important how the months are going to get set. So, Rabbi Yeshua is saying we don't intimidate the witnesses, Rabbi Yohanan is saying we do intimidate the witnesses. Abai's answer to this is is that one is talking, Rabbi Yohanan is talking about just Nisan and Tishrei because of the importance of setting the um setting the high. So, now the Gemara is going to have another you know answer, Rabbi Amar. So he says the bri- that b'raisa which Ravah Rab- Bar Shmuel taught, this is in, in the, the, um, this is in accordance with the opinions of Achirim. So what we're talking about here is the b'raisa that was taught earlier, that Ravah Bar t- uh, gave this b'raisa which says, we don't make a month, you know, basically full, not deficient, or, you know, like, like a, a 29-day month or a full month of 30 days for any reason, right? In other words, that we, we don't, and whereas Ula was basically saying in the piece that you read, that we do adjust the months in town. But this, this original b'risa said that we don't adjust the months for any need. So Rava says that this b'risa that he taught is the opinion of acherim, and now he quotes another b'risa. Detanya, right? Acherim say, There's no difference between shavuus of one year and shavuus of the preceding year. rosh And there's no difference between one Rosh Hashanah to another Rosh Hashanah. Except for exactly four days. So in other words, what does this mean? Because according to HaCherem, right, the lengths of all the months of the Jewish calendar should follow a pattern of full 30 days, alternating with a 29-day month. And so this basically is, you know, sort of the average of how the moon sort of you know gets bigger and, and gets bigger and then gets smaller, which takes place basically to every 29 and a half days or 59 days every two months. So if you do one month 30 and one month 29, then you get to your 59 days, right? So so with this type of system, the year should have six full months and it should have sort of six shorter or you know shorter months, which comes to 354 days. So when you divide 354 days, by seven, which is the number of, you know, days in the week, you end up with four extra days. So what that means is, is that the date of one year will fall out four days later in the week than the day of the, of the previous year, right? So now, what's interesting about this is, is that if you look at the solar calendar, the calendar that we use, if it isn't a leap year, it usually falls out one day later, uh, in the in the year, so in other words, if your birthday was on a Sunday, the next year it should be on a Monday, but it, it long, as long as it's not a as long as it's not a leap year that year, so if Rosh Hashanah or Shavuot falls on a Sunday, it means the following year it will fall out on a Thursday. So that's what it's saying that there's no difference except for four days from one year to the next. But if it was a leap year, right, then the difference would be five days. Okay, so. So when you when you take this into consideration, right, this basically says you don't ever have to intimidate uh, witnesses because actually it's always going to follow a specific pattern. So in other words, if you had a month that was 30 days, then really your next month should be uh, should be 29 days. So I don't know that the Gemara actually uh, resolves this well, but it's an interesting discussion. And then finally, the Gemara goes on to one more point. They give another example of that. Intimidating witnesses, Rabdimi, Minaharda, right? Rabdimi of Naharda, Ma'ni He teaches the opposite of Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Ma'amin al Haidim, right? We do intimidate the witnesses, Allah Chodesh Shaloni Rabbi's over a new moon that wasn't seen in time in order to sanctify it, meaning on the 30th day. And we don't intimidate witnesses over a new moon that was seen in time in order to make the outgoing month full. So then the Gemara wants to say my time, what's the reason for this? Ha machase bashikra. So in this case when the moon was seen, it would look like something false happened, right? That the the court, the moon is seen, the court intimidates witnesses, and then they pretend, you know, and then the the, the Chodesh isn't going to be Makadesh won't be it won't be sanctified until the next day. Right? Hala machase But in the other case where the moon isn't seen at all then it doesn't have the same appearance of it being like that. Some falsehood was, and you can sort of the court can get away a little bit more with you know sort of how they want to make this, uh, you know, when they want to make the month fall out. So in other words, if two witnesses see the moon on the night of the thirtieth, the, the point is that it's likely lots of people saw it on the thirtieth. So therefore, if we don't let them, if we if we don't let them testify in the next day, it, it, everybody will know that the Besden is sort of like playing around or manipulating when it will be right and so but if they really you know sort of intimidate witnesses to say they saw the moon when they actually hadn't then nobody has any reason to suspect anything because nobody saw the new moon so he's sort of saying you can play around with it but in a little bit of a different way again i don't think the gamara totally uh addresses this well
0: um I think that the Gemara is not a handy-dandy user textbook. And I think that we want a handy-dandy user textbook, meaning just to kind of spell it all out in, you know, bold font and bullet points and so on like that. Um, the thing that I find to be perhaps most interesting is the degree to which this can be manipulated for these external pushes, right? Which I might not have expected. I wouldn't have expected it at all. What do you mean? Like the witness is and that should be that. Or the witnesses didn't come, and that's what, and you know that that means that the month is full. Like the fact that they cannot kind of like finesse it because of some external reason is, I think, very interesting.
1: Right. And then I just want to make a a comment about the second daft. The second daft is actually a very difficult daft to sort of for us, I think, to read on a podcast. Um, But it sort of starts off with the statement of Shmuel who says, (inaudible) that he can basically. Establish the proper date of Rosh Chodesh for the entire diaspora, and then basically, you know, Abba the father of Simlai basically says to him, "Is it possible for you to do this?" Um, and uh, you know, and he gets into this whole question of of the nolad. So, um, so I just want to talk a little bit about what what the molad is. This is something that you hear when we talk about kiddush Chodesh, like literally in shul, right? When they get up and they say the molad for the new moon is blah, blah, blah. It literally means like birth or to be born. Um, and so what it has to do with is it's sort of, where are you going to see what, what's the first visibility of the new lunar crescent, basically. Um, so we will be talking much more about this as we go through this masafet. Um, But there's like a, you know, so that's when they say in Shul, you know, the molad will be in Yerushalayim, like this is the first time that you can see sort of that little sliver but when you learn that, you really need to use any e. gemara that you're using It is going to have all of these different charts about how how the molad is calculated and then they even get into a discussion of sort of how is the moon seen whether it's on the eastern horizon or the western horizon um so uh you know i feel bad that we don't always have time to go through everything and we're going to try to get this uh on a few other dap later uh but it's 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 a short Amud, but it's actually, it's chock full of a lot of information about Kiddush chodesh there.
0: That's our DAF discussion for the day. Thank you for joining us. Rank us, review us where you get your podcast. Come talk to us on our Facebook page and tell us what you think about this DAF. And it's, um, I don't know, We're, I don't want to call it shenanigans, but I'm going to call it shenanigans with regard to Kiddush chodesh And thank you to Rabbinit Michelle Farber for hosting us on the Hadron website. Until tomorrow, go and learn.